every morning. Arabile Gomede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. Let's continue to uh, unpack that budget. Uh, did the budget address South Africa's business needs? That becomes the question now. Andrew Ballman, MD for Deal Leaders Africa. Uh, not a new voice to the show, of course. Andrew, thank you so much for your time this morning. Let's quickly get your rating out of 10 for that budget speech. Well, first, good morning. Thanks, thanks for having me, Arabile. Um, yeah, I'd probably give it about a six. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's hard. I think it's a whole lot yeah, more positive than some of us here in studio as well. Yourself, uh, yeah. Teto Nyati has given it a seven. Dumisho uh, Greater earlier on gave it a seven as well. Some positivity here. I think what, look, I suppose one has to look at, um, look for the light between the shadows. And yeah, look, it was always going to be a tough call. Mm. You know, I think it is a situation where, firstly, it's a, it is an election year. So I think one has to be prudent. And I think it is, you know, one has to get back to basics as well. And I think, you know, there's been a, um, it's been a couple of years of slog for your, your average business owner to speak. And I think, you know, all of us want uh, to, we wish we could flip a switch and everything would improve. Um, yeah, but there's still a lot of work to do, you know, and I think, unfortunately, you know, a lot of what was presented in the budget doesn't necessarily translate into, you know, short, even medium-term benefit for, for your average business owner in the street. And, and I suppose then the question becomes, you know, he spoke about easing regulation for small business owners and the like, and he even gave up more money for for incubations within the small business sector in particular. But do you think that biz, big business will be encouraged to invest more in South Africa because of this budget? Will it perhaps give some sense of direction? Uh, I'm going to answer it, you know, probably like an economist where I'll say 50% yes, 50% no. I think the the reality is, you know, uh, anybody's going to invest in, in any geographical destination or market for growth. You know, so really it's to go back to the fundamentals. And yeah, you know, I think incubation and, and those types of um, investments are critical, but it's, you know, incubation is, is a very long-term strategy. You know, it's really around, you know, for me, it was how do you stimulate some of the, the bigger issues in the economy by creating employment, incentivizing foreign investors, firstly to invest and to encourage them to hire people to work to start stimulating the economy. So I think from that perspective, you know, I think, you know, foreign markets do, or foreign investors, particularly the ones we deal with, they want certainty. And I think, you know, it's, it, it is about drawing a, a line in the sand um, and hopefully starting to bed down some of the, the questions that have been floating around for a long time. But I, I still think there's a lot of work to do, immediate work, I think, to to fix the problem because we haven't got 20 years for you know, young people to grow into into budding entrepreneurs. We've got an economy to to try and save, and more importantly, grow. Um, you know, in the in the very short term. One of the lines in the speech uh, was, um, you know, whether if well, the government is doing everything it can to perhaps relax visa regulations in order to not just increase tourism, but also to ensure that people can invest in our country. Do you think that does put things at ease a little bit does it does it address uh, the ease of doing business in south africa I, th- I think you know the ease of doing business is such a broad term yeah from a visa perspective it's definitely good news you know one looks at um, certain areas where specialists have to come in it's re- there's been a lot of red tape i think it's really also you know what are the incentives to come and do business in south africa you know there's there's obviously a lot of uh, legislation and red tape and, and those sort of components so you know speaking to 
you know, a number of a number of parties that have bought our clients over the years, you know, they've all said it, it's not easy. You know, I think the, the DTR positions are a very powerful offering, but the day-to-day and practicalities aren't easy. Um, and I think, you know, so so I'm hoping it's a step in the right direction. Um, what does ease of doing business, you know, mean? Yeah, hopefully it, it's relatively easy to to set up a business and start trading. But but it's got to it's got to be economically viable, you know. And I think it's one of those things where if you're coming into a pressurized economy and there's a lot of red tape, I think your tolerance for that red tape is relatively low. If there's stimulation and you're being incentivized in ways that stimulate the economy, I think your tolerance level will be uh, basically a lot higher. Yeah. Your biggest takeaway then from that budget? We've got a lot of work to do. You know, I think it's unfortunately, you know, there's there's still quite a lot of blood in the water out there. You know, we're exposed to, to pretty much most industries in the country. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's going to, unfortunately, at this stage, you know, the focus has got to be on, on stabilizing the economy, but a lot of the work is still left up to the business owner themselves. Andrew Ballman, appreciate your time this morning. Andrew Ballman is the MD for Deal Leaders Africa, talking just about whether it really answered some of those business needs. Uh, Babam Tetonyati also, as we said, continuously joining us in studio this morning. Do you think it dealt with uh, the needs of business? Mm, I, I don't necessarily think so. You know, they, there's so much that he had to deal with. Uh, what is good, at least from a business perspective, is that uh, the, the corporate tax was not increased. Yeah. But the fact that uh, at an individual level, uh, you find that the consumers uh, out there continue to be burdened by even more taxes, uh, that has got indirect uh, uh, impact on business in a mm. way uh, the fact that we're seeing uh, increases in the fuel in, and, and all of that that has got a negative impact on business mm. uh, but it is it we continue to be happy to see that there is a strong focus and a move towards policy because mm. that's ultimately that is the reason why people choose to make investment because they can look in 10 years time and if we have got this thing then we can model things and and make make decisions and i think we're moving more towards that direction and uh, we also do need to look at the policies themselves not yeah. just policy certainty yeah. the policies are the policies enabling the growth uh, we talk about uh, we are in the fourth industrial revolution era uh, but what is it that we are doing to try and make sure that uh, in the rural areas our schools our hospitals our clinics are all connected uh, so that the people who are out there can they, they can drive innovation they can mm-hmm. come up with mm-hmm. ideas and commercialize those ideas and and that to me that's the aspect that it, it was, did not come true yeah. as i was listening through the the budget yeah mm-hmm. All right. Well, an interesting facet there, of course, Nteto Nyati, CEO of Altron, indeed, joining us in studio. After the next traffic break, we will, of course, start cappuccino with the CEO. Yes, fine. We don't have real cappuccino. We can't have uh, hot liquids inside the studio. We might just mess around with the equipment. But indeed, it will be a time for us to unpack things at Altron, unpack whom Nteto Nyati really is. And we'll get you to, uh, get to chat to him about that right after uh, the next traffic spot as well. But before we get to that... Tash, you don't have a Samsung. I used to, and then uh, I fell in love with the Apple ecosystem. Yeah, and I can tell you now that the Apple ecosystem <laughs> is probably shivering in its boots. Pete, do you have an Apple? Samsung. Samsung. Okay. Chris, you have a, you have a Samsung as well. Yeah. Right. I'm Teto, you, you see you have an, an, an Apple iPhone there. All right. Well, <laughs> Samsung yesterday released its new phone or announced, make the big reveal about its new phone, which will be released on, I think, April the 23rd or April the 26th. 
it's a foldable phone, which doesn't have any seams in between, right? So it's a phone that, it's almost like the old Nokia. I don't know if you remember what the old Nokia sort of looked like, but instead it's just touchscreen everywhere. It's really wafer thin though, despite all of this, and opens up to become basically a tablet. It's going for 1,980 US dollars. Direct translation at 14 Rand is about 28,000 Rand. You can bet your bottom dollar it's going to be a whole lot more than that once it comes to South Africa. But I just thought the innovation of taking a phone that is still going to seem absolutely thin and look like the Samsung Galaxy S9, actually, but be able to unpack that and make it a little bit bigger into a little mini tablet. That's absolutely phenomenal. I don't know. I don't know. Cash, you might want to reconsider, man. You might no, just but want I to think reconsider. Tim Cook was watching yesterday thinking all the creatives, everyone who does new phones, bring them all in. <laughs> Nobody's going home tonight. We need to come we up with something. Some way to fix this and make things better. Has anyone looked way. at telepathy? Like, how do, we, <laughs> how do we move to the next Find level? Find <laughs> something. Put anything in there. It's going to be absolutely crazy i can't wait for the phone to drop in april um i think i will pre-order tomorrow if it was even possible but anyway let's get to your traffic